What's up, good people? Welcome back to the first episode of 2020 of the Talk of the Shore. I'm Raylan Wardlaw. And I'm Langston Frazier. And this is uh, episode four, technically, five if you want to count our trailer episode. episode. Uh, Talk of the Shore. Haven't seen you since uh, last year. How you been? Man, I've been good. Had a good uh, winter break. Came back refreshed. I feel good. Listened to a whole bunch of podcasts and, and sports world is good and ready to dive back into it. No doubt, no doubt. So, you know how we started off, HBCU Fact of the Day? Hey, you Go know, ahead. higher education, we're always trying to learn. So, we got an HBCU Fact of the Day. And do you know what our best sport, would you say, here at the Shore is? What's your guess? The most, yeah, best and most successful is definitely bowling. So, yeah, I got an actually bowling point. fact for you today. Right. So, the fact of the day is the 2008 Maryland Eastern Shore Hawks led by legendary head coach Sharon Brummel, defeat Arkansas State um, in 2008 to win the NCAA Bowling National Championships, which is pretty cool. It is. It is. So, um, And I know we've, we've won more since, but that was the first one. That was the first. Okay. So the HBCU correlation is we are the only HBCU, HBCU to ever win that championship. We've won it um, three times. NCAAs, mm. and we've won MEACs most, re- most recently in 2019. Um, for MEACs, the most outstanding player for that uh, 2008 championship team was Jessica Worsley, who's now a Hall of Fame member for the Shore. Well, she's actually um, a Hall of Famer for the Mediation Athletic Conference as well. I was there last year at the MEAC tournament when she got inducted. She was actually the first bowler to go into the MEAC Hall of Fame. Nice. So, yeah, that's, you know. Shout out to Jessica. Uh, I she's she was Worsley then. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew right she now. got married. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So you know, congratulations to the bowling program. They got their rings uh, mm-hmm. at the last basketball game. So you know, shout out to them. Good, good, good news all around. But let, let's dive in. We we got a pretty cool guest. So go ahead, go ahead to introduce him. Well, I'll dive in. Speaking two time HBCU graduate. Uh, men's assistant basketball coach uh, Dominic Parker. He's in his first season. What's up, Dom? Not much, man. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. So, first thing we ask our guests, um, where are you from? I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina, home of uh, the NC State Wolfpack. You, you're not rolling with the Nah, nah. I'm rolling with the Tar Heels. Rolling okay. with the Tar Heels. Tough okay, year, brother. I give you that we one. Beat them, we beat them last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beat I just... be, NC State, but it's been a tough year all around for the Tar Heels. But I mean. They could sneak in. Cole Anthony may come back. But uh, would you describe Raleigh in three words? Barbecue, basketball, and open arms. Hmm. That's a dash word. That's a dash word. dash word. We got another dash word. Yo, all of our guests love the dash words, and I'm totally okay with it. Try to make it fit within that three-word limit. But go ahead and break it down for us. Describe what all those means for us. Barbecue, I mean, you know, we have the vinegar-based barbecue, which is, you know, kind of a North Carolina thing. And in basketball, you got Duke, UNC, NC State, all right there. Yeah. Big basketball town. And open arms, I mean, one thing about North Carolina, I mean, we, we take everybody in. You know, we take everybody in with open arms. So I would say that's that describes it. For sure. And then basketball piece, I mean, not just, you know, for the schools, you know, the schools there, but a lot of, you know, players uh, just on the, not on just the collegiate level, but on the professional level are from, you know, North Carolina. Even like a, sure. your boy, uh, Devontae Graham, that's balling right now for the Hornets, went yeah. to Kansas, but from Raleigh. So, 
You know, North Carolina, they always always claim to have hoopers. We got a couple good ones. Claim. Michael Jordan, I'll give you that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, give, you, we we'll give you that one. Wall. We, yeah. we got, some, we got mm-hmm. some good ones. We got a couple. Hey, but he's playing for the Wizards now, so it's all good. Yeah, it's yeah, all good. Yeah. I saw him playing, like, on Twitter, I think. You know, he looked like he was getting up and down pretty good. So, you know, be good to have him back for, for the Wizards. But um, let's jump into facts because yeah. we 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 love facts. So like we mentioned earlier, the two-time HBCU grad. Which which HBCU did you go to? I went to Virginia State. Nice. And what you get your two degrees in? Uh, my undergrad degree is uh is in health science. Nice. And I got a master's in sports management. Nice. All right. So um, you started your coaching career there, I guess, as a grad assistant. And then what was your you know, what led you to get to you know Maryland Eastern Shore? Uh, so pretty much, uh, I was a grad assistant. Uh, funny story is, I mean, I wanted to be a physical therapist. I didn't get in PT school, so. Hey, well, we have one here. <laughs> if you ever want to dive in, we you got one right across the street. In. Jump back in. But um, my coach at the time, he said, look, man, you know, be on my staff. You know, find a program you think you may be interested in. And that kind of got me started. I mean, I got a, got a junior college job, Richard Bland. Coached there for two years. Won a national championship. And then I went to Shenandoah. Division three school in Winchester for two years, and that led to going to Christopher Newport for two years, and then ultimately leading to this opportunity here at Maryland Eastern Shore. So yeah, one of the one of the things that I found about Christopher Newport, you actually went fifty one and eleven at Christopher Newport with your head coaching staff over there um, and your team over there. Talk about that experience. Man, that was a great experience. I mean, he he's in his tenth year, um, so he has a program in a good spot. I mean, he, he taught me a lot of things, John Kikorian, uh, the head coach there. Um, but, you know, it was a great experience. You know, we, we, we went to the Final Four my last year. Um, I mean, those guys was just, they was bought in to the, to the big picture, you know. So that was, you know, it was a fun experience to kind of witness that and be a part of that. Nice. And then it says also here that you were named to the 2017-2018 Under Armour 30 Under 30 team. Go ahead, break that down. What's the, what that honor mean so, to you? Um, Basically, the NABC each year, I guess, they get the top 30 coaches that's under 30. Um, you know, it was a great experience, great, you know, great accolade. You know, it was a lot of people that deserves to be on that list. I guess was fortunate enough to get on it. So it's a great accolade. You know, uh, I got a lot of things to learn, but, you know, it's something good to kind of put on my resume. So so what got you, like, into basketball from the start? Like, when did you start playing? You know, what, you know, we heard about you coaching, but what, is your, you know, beginning of your basketball, like, life, I guess you could say? Uh, I all started with my father. So my dad would take me to the, the YMCA with him. He would put me on the side back, baskets, and he would basically, like, give me, like, money. he said, look, if you make five in a row, i give you five bucks. So I was just like, all right, so I'm sitting there the whole time. While he's playing, he's tricking me. Yeah. So he could play with, a, with the adults. I'm in the corner just trying to shoot and shoot and make it. And then I start doing it, and I start running on the court with them and, get knocked down, so he kind of, <laughs> he's like, I got a 10 in a row, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. my dad kind of got me into it. And then you played uh, in college at Virginia State, and then, but where'd you start first? Because I know you had two uh, I two went to, um, coming out of high school, I went to Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. um, in Tennessee, Harrogate, Tennessee, um, played there for two years, uh, got a little homesick, so I transferred to Virginia State, which is, you know, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes from Raleigh, so I finished mm-hmm. my career playing at Virginia State, so. And where's where's Lincoln Memorial at? You it's said? in Harrogate, Tennessee. It's about about hour and a half from Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay, <clears> yeah, yeah. So I know where Knoxville is. It's like going up towards like the Kentucky side. Or yes, like, it is. Yeah, going up towards there. There's nothing out there though. Nah, <laughs> nothing at all. There's nothing man. out there. Nothing man. at all. That's crazy. 
But uh, I mean, I know last you know last game against Morgan State, we had uh, an eight second uh, moment of silence during before the women's game, twenty four second moment of silence before the men's game. Uh, and I don't know if Kobe Bryant, you know, the tragedy that struck him, his family, and not just him and his family, but all the families involved. Um, what was, you know, Kobe Bryant, what did he mean to you kind of, you know, as a young player? You know, just, I mean, we, we kind of around the same, you're a little bit older, but, you know, watching Kobe Bryant being a basketball fan, you know, coming up. Man, I mean, growing up, I mean, Kobe's my favorite player. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I would try, I would go outside and, and practice moves trying to be like Kobe. Um, you know, I think one thing about him, I think a lot of people, you know, didn't like him just because he was such a competitor. But when he retired, I think a lot of people were starting to see the other yeah, side yeah. of him. And, um, man, Kobe was great for the game. I mean, he was just great for the culture, you know, just what he was and what he stood for. I mean, I thought it was, I mean, it's great. It's a tragic, tragic loss. I mean, I'm still kind of like speechless. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to believe it. You know? Yeah. Still don't believe it. But, um. Man, Kobe was great for the game, and like I said, great for the culture. So yeah, I was—I would say, like you're saying, great for the culture. Uh, back when I was in elementary school, you know, you got to go to the library and get your textbooks, and you go to Five Below or Target, whatever, you can get those, you know, reusable um, textbook sleeve covers. And that was the first one I ever had, purple and um, Lakers jersey and all, 24 with Kobe Bryant on it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's—it's it's funny, like I. I'm not one of those people that's gonna, you know, start saying, "Oh, I'm." The, I was never a big Kobe fan. Like, no disrespect. Like, I knew how good he was, but I was more of a, you know, T Mac, you know, Allen Iverson, then LeBron, kind of later on. But I always, you know, respected Kobe in the game. But I, I always say, like, Kobe Bryant gave me like the most exciting two minutes of basketball I think I've ever seen. I was living in Indianapolis at the time, and my my friend got some tickets for when he was on the. Reunion tour, not reunion, like his last farewell tour yeah. when he was playing. And it was his last time playing in Indiana, so he got good tickets. And the Pacers, that's when they still had Paul George, so they was, you know, they was killing him. And so Kobe was out the game. Then people started chanting Kobe. He comes back in the game and scored like 11 points in like two minutes. And then he like ran out of gas. But just for those two minutes, like that place was going crazy. And it was like I saw like what the Black Mamba was for like just those two minutes. Then after that, he started trying to really guard Paul George, and you could see it was it was over. <laughs> but I mean, like it was like yo, I was like yo for just those two minutes. Yeah. Kobe, you know, Kobe gave me a show. So I mean, I was that was one thing you know I kind of appreciated, um, you know, from Kobe. Even though I wasn't like you know a big fan, like my you know a lot of my but you appreciate it like what he what it what it was yeah uh, you know to see that in person, which was you know that was real special. So seeing Kobe play and kind of transitioning into your college career, what makes um, college basketball so exciting for you to coach? I think for me, the the best thing is, you know, everybody strives to in this, you know, that plays college basketball, they want to be a pro potentially. So seeing kids start that whole process, you know, kind of, you know, got me into it because I've had guys that I played with that went overseas to make money and play basketball. And, um, you know, I think for me that was kind of a – something I wanted to do, you know, if I could help, you know, groom somebody to help them to get to where they would ultimately want to get to, you know, I think that's kind of what, what I wanted to do. So nice. Nice. And so is it the process of them like just starting as a freshman and then like seeing them or is it like, you know, just them buying into the program? Like what, it, what is it? I think, is I think, it more of like an individual or like them individually helping themselves within the team? Dynamic? I think, I think for me it's really seeing, you know, a young, a young man, become a man, you know, mm-hmm. in those couple years and just helping, you know, helping that young man get to where they want to get to, you know, and seeing how they mature, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, because they, you know, freshmen make some dumb decisions, you know, just like everybody. So just seeing them kind of develop and, and to be, you know, good people in the society, you know, I think that's something that's that's more than basketball, really. You yeah, know, and I think you're getting a prime time example of that because, you know, obviously the whole coaching staff for the most part is pretty much new. Um, and you brought in some freshmen, so you can, you know, they're yours. You can bring them up from freshman year all the way to their fifth year or senior year if they really wanted to, um, if they're going to stay that long, and you get to watch them grow and develop. It's pretty cool. For sure. For sure, man. So your assistant now, what do you uh, feel like is your trajectory kind of as a coach, uh, like here and just going on? Like, what do you, you know, see yourself doing, like, you know, in the next five years or so in, in your career? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I think um, I can see myself coaching. Um, you know, for me, you know, maybe being a head coach at some point. Um, I don't know if on a high school level, you know, uh, you know, Division One, Division Two, or Division Three. I mean, one thing about me, I just, I just want a good opportunity, a good place to live, mm-hmm. um, and somewhere where I can, you know, potentially, you know, raise a family once that day comes. Yeah. Hopefully, no time soon. So. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and speaking about areas and and trying to develop and find like a basis for you to start, how do you? How's your experience been so far in Princess Anne, the Salisbury area, and here at the Shore? I I actually like it here, man. And um, you know, they got all the little eatery places. Um, you know, some things to do. Um, so I mean, it's it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, I'm not. I don't go out all the time, but mm-hmm. I mean, when I want to, I can kind of go out and, you know, have fun. So Yeah. Is it different than your, your past living situation? Is it like, you know, city life compared to kind of the farm life and it's more, you know, open and whatnot? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's all kind of really similar, really, you know? Um, I mean, as long as you got good places to eat, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're good. I, I'm good to go, <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's a couple of places I've seen in Salisbury that's pretty good. So, I mean, it, I'm not, you know. It doesn't take too much for me to be happy. So. True. Do you have a favorite spot so far? Are you still? Um, no, not yet. I mean, it's a lot of places I need to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, Tokyo has actually been really good uh, in Salisbury. I've I've been there a couple of times. I like Tokyo. Yeah, you gotta hit um. What's the one fish, two fish? That's a. Little, I've heard about that. Yeah, that's yeah. a little like seafood spot. Cause I mean. You got to get seafood since you over here. You, so you got that's, to. That's a good little seafood spot, like in Salisbury. And then I'm, I haven't really ate a lot of seafood down in Ocean City, but there's some spots down there that I've heard of. But you know, like you know, once the summertime comes, like you know, you mid season right now, so it's probably just as much you know stopping at Chipotle or McDonald's oh, yeah. as it is you right, know, right. stopping to like <laughs> actually eat somewhere. So you know, once you know, once the off season comes, you know, you can find other spots to hit up. Yeah, there's actually a seafood place actually right across the street from the university, across the street from the McDonald's. There's a place right in there on the first floor. I actually had that before. What's it? Um, I I, I don't know the, the name. Bay, bay at the Beach. Yeah, something. it's yeah, something. It's, like, it's in the cut. Like if you turn right by McDonald's, and then it's like it's by kinda, the Pizza Hut. No, no, no. I, like it's on the same side of the road as McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay, and then it's kind of it's actually like a gravel parking lot. Yeah, that's why you'll miss it. It's like yeah. kind of right there, but. I can't. Is it beach at? The, I can't remember. I don't know, but I've but been like there. Right there. I've been there like four times. It's only like when you're coming in for the semester, you're leaving for the semester, and your parents are in town. You're like, oh, we want seafood. Let's go. Um, and you go there. Food's great. Definitely. Yeah, I had some. That. I had some good food there. I can't remember the name. It's yeah. seafood though. Yeah, it's seafood. I definitely yeah. try that. Yeah, it's like it's like right in the cut. You you. I mean, if you go like right when you turn by McDonald's, you look to the yeah, left. Yeah, you like, get to the drive-through window and you turn to your right. It's right there. Yeah. Gotcha. Right there. Gotcha. For sure. But appreciate you for coming through, Dom. Uh, fourth, fourth, fourth guest we had, and uh, so you know, appreciate you coming in and talking about yourself. You know, good luck. You know, you're in the middle of the season right now. 
we had the crazy non-conference where we were never in town, but now <laughs> we're in town a little bit, and you can um, see the guys play and, you know, continue to develop and try to go out and win the MEAC tournament. For sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, no problem. Of course. So uh, that will conclude uh, our guest for today, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a recap of sports here on the Eastern Shore. Men's golf uh, placed fourth at the HBCU Legends, uh, BCGCA Intercollegiate this past weekend. They'll be playing in the Appalachian State uh, Bass at the Beach in March. And then uh, for basketball, women's basketball dropped uh, their contest with Morgan State 55-54, and, and the men dropped their contest 56-50. Both teams will be playing their Route 13 rival, Delaware State, next week. We need everybody to come out to Dover it's... and uh, fill it up with a uh, whole bunch of Hawk fans. A whole bunch of Hawk pride. Yeah, of course. Um, bowling, as we said earlier, they got their rings last night. Mm-hmm. They're playing um, really, really good, and they'll be in competition next um, in Prairie View, uh, A&M Invitational on the 1st. Um, so they're looking forward to that, and they're getting prepped, and, you know, they're looking good. Their prospects are pretty positive right now. So yeah. Also, indoor track is in uh, full swing, and then also in a few weeks, softball, baseball will be starting back up. Baseball will actually still be playing at home games in Salisbury at Purdue Stadium, uh, home of the Delmarva Shorebirds. So we need all – Students, if you can, go Students, up and support. fans, Salisbury, people Everybody. that live in Salisbury looking for something to do and love baseball on a Saturday afternoon. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. sometimes midweek. Baseball team will be playing at Purdue Stadium in Salisbury. The softball team will be playing on campus here at Hawk Field. Uh, check eastenshorehawks.com for everything, uh, Hawks, scheduling, Schedule. games, everything. And also, too, the men's and women's basketball games are now being streamed on Facebook Live. So if you cannot come to the game, you can watch on Facebook Live. Just look up Eastern Shore Hawks on Facebook. That's where you can find it. Um, I've watched a couple of the games so far, uh, especially over the break. It's it's really, really exciting to see, um, especially with the new media team that we have. And they're really putting out some great content. And we'll see where it goes. For sure. And next week we'll have a... Fatima Butler, who's the new media relations assistant, who uh, has been able to come in and help our department, well, the sports information department a ton. And uh, she'll be here to kind of talk about herself and, you know, how she got to this uh, point of her career as well. So we look forward to having Fatima here next week. So if if you like what you heard, we want you to join the conversation, so go to hashtag TalkShore. Let us know who you want to hear from in the athletics department or outside of the athletics department. Uh, let us know. We'll be more than happy to see if we can get them on the show. And if you have questions, you can always reach out to us at mdtalkshore at gmail.com. And you have some really, really big news that you want to share as well. Big Big news. I think we're, like, official in the podcast game now. Official in the podcast game. Apple Podcasts finally uploaded all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, um, share it with your friends. And then if you also want to, we have the video version of the podcast. Just go on YouTube and look up Talk of the Shore for all the recent episodes. As always, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Ray underscore Law 12. Uh, Instagram, R underscore Wardlaw. Find me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, also Raylan Wardlaw. And follow, as we always say, follow us on 
All social medias, everything hawks. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Langston Frazier. I'm on LinkedIn at Langston Frazier as well. Another great episode in the book, my brother. Another one. What I mean, another one. Just like uh, what's my man? Come on. I, 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 oh, wait, is it DJ Khaled? Yes. Yeah, got it. Let's go to the name of day. Come on, man. I was like, okay, I got scared for we a gotta, second. We got to get you on some rap. Yeah, yeah. I got to get out of the jazz as a classical game, man. I mean, you can, it's fine to be in the jazz and classical, but we need a little bit of. A little flavor. A little flavor. A little culture. A little flavor in your ear. You'll, it's all good. You know what I'm talking about. It's all good. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for watching and uh, listening to the Talk of the Shore. Uh, my name is Raylan Wardlow. And I'm Langston Frazier. This has been Talk of the Shore. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.